Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to Tunes and Tumblers by Atwood Magazine. Listening to music is more than just an auditory experience. Here at Tunes and Tumblers, we explore the way our senses mingle by pairing new and classic albums with cocktail recipes. We invite you to bring out your inner mixologist as we approach the music we love from a unique, immersive, and thoroughly delicious perspective. So put up those feet and enjoy a cold one on us. I am your host, Anthony, and joining me as always, Pedro. And Ryan, your music consultant. Oh, and I'm your mixologist. Yeah, that's what you do, isn't it? <laughs> All right. So uh, thanks for joining me again um, on this this beautiful Saturday afternoon. <laughs> Don't in, mention it. In sunny Burbank, California. I assume it's sunny. We're inside. Oh. Yeah. I, I, t- to be fair, I have not been awake very long. I've been working <laughs> nights. So let's talk a little bit about what we've been doing since uh, we last met. Uh, what have you guys been listening to? Well, let's see. What have I been listening to? I was, uh, well, I was listening to a whole lot of noise at the LA Book Fair today. I uh, was <laughs> just uh, being accosted left and right from vendors, just shouting the topic of their books, desperate to get anyone to come by. <laughs> In so that was a uh, street team. <laughs> yeah. Literature yeah. is dead. Oh, yeah. You guys got to check this. You guys got to go to the LA Book Fair tomorrow because there are people uh, reselling In N Out Burger at markup prices. <laughs> Uh, How much are burgers? They're great. Yeah. They're uh they're probably like a dollar more. And they were and their tone was like it, it like implied that this was like, can you believe it? Like we have it. We have it. Like get away the last in and out burger. <laughs> get away they're from just... the metaphysics publishing center and come here. I have we have in and out. Are they just and wearing then... trench coats that they open up and there's just like animal style fries <laughs> dripping from the lining? Oh my god. <laughs> I don't imagine those would like hold up too well just waiting in a bag. Like it's a oh, delicious. God. They burger, are barely good but... once they put them in the bag and hand them yeah. to you. <laughs> you. There is a time limit. <laughs> you gotta go. The reason why they ask if you're eating in your car is because there is a time limit here. <laughs> but really what that what that festival I love it. There's some amazing independent publishers who you who can find and that it's been infiltrated by the book soups and those people you already know. But it's really an exercise in figuring out 
how to get out of conversations with people. Because <laughs> you'll like, you're talking to some guy. Like these guys were handing out uh, like copies of the Quran. And I was like, okay, yeah, I'll get a free copy of it. Why not? You know? And then it turned into the guy was giving me his presentation with all of the flyers for each one. Oh, man. And I was trying to find the moment to get out, you know, when you can, when there's a breath. Yeah. And he was so good at never taking a breath. It's like <laughs> a musician. He was so, like, it was an art. How do you and I was trapped. How do you convince someone while you're wandering around a book fair that you have better places to be? <laughs> I, I had to like, I honestly like had to pull up my phone and go, oh, I got to go. That's a great place to leave it. Thank you. Um, Lots to think And he's about. like, well, he's like, well, you didn't get all the flyers. I'm not done. But I got I got out. So that's why I, I'm on time. You were very close to converting today. to Islam. You got so close. Got I'm, still, I'm still open. I mean, honestly, I, I was almost ready to not be open to converting after that. <laughs> like that, it went a, almost full circle. His but anyway. PowerPoint presentation was on point. <laughs> you used but, all the little yeah. graphics. Uh, it was very busy. <laughs> Just so much good clip art. Um, why should you convert dissolves in? <laughs> Spins out Star Wars transitions. <laughs> this yeah. could be you. It's a, like a it's like a Facebook like picture with no profile with a question mark. In yeah. it. Um, but what about you, Pedro? What do you? Um, actually, I've been listening to Parcels um, nonstop for like the last day. Um, I'm not at Coachella this weekend, and I kind of wish I was. But um, this this band, the first song I heard from them is called uh, "Tied Up Right Now." And I think uh, I gonna, think gonna pause to oh, download yeah. this really yeah. quick. <laughs> I think uh, I think Daft Punk had a hand in producing it um, at some point, and I fucking love Daft Punk. Mm. But um, no, they're they're really good. They're kind of like a um, a smoother, a little more uh, mellow version of maybe like Capital Cities. They're kind of funky. Um, their stuff's kind of groovy. I really I really dig it. So yeah, Ooh. I've been listening to Parcels. I already have a mm. Parcels song, and I didn't know it. See? I have Overnight. It's a good song. I don't remember how it sounds. It's a fine we'll find song. out it's later. All, yeah, it's all good. Yeah. Okay. So, what have I been listening to? Um, well, in addition to the song we're going to be discussing today, which I've had on a loop, um, I have also been listening to the re-release of Nambe's um, first album. Uh, they might have even loved me, but he came out with a remix album that's the entire album with a ton of guest artists, just reimagining the whole album, all 16 tracks, and it is fire. In particular, he has a version of his hit drama that he does with RAC and Xylo, which is fire. And then RAC his- coming back up in conversation. Yeah. We'll discuss them. Oh, yeah, RAC. RAC is uh, is doing a full loop with us. There isn't a song they won't remix. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one of the uh one of the three letters is remix mm -hmm. in uh RAC. Is it? Yep. Remix the, Artist Collective. Yep. Oh. It's really interesting if you I, I don't know how they perform now, but when I saw them back in like I, I don't know, 2014, mm -hmm. they're just on stage just a band yep. and then like on a little like Walkman type device, they play the vocals of whatever song they're remixing and do a full band recreation of the song around those vocals. Really? Hmm. It, it was kind of bizarre. I, mean, I, that, I, I think they might've, they might've done something different when I saw them. It was really dope though. They had like, cause they, they collaborate with everybody and it was, it was at Coachella when I saw them. So it was them playing live the band and then they were just looping, cycling, like, just cycling through like every artist they had there. Um, <laughs> just like there's a line in back there's a list like, dude i seriously <laughs> think there was <laughs> but uh, i really enjoyed when mndr came out with them it was really dope yeah Ooh, 
Ooh, we're gonna have to talk about RAC in, in their own their own tunes and tumblers. They'll get but, their, their they'll get their own three episode arc. <laughs> is there the demand for that? You tell us, listeners. <laughs> but anyway, this is a big episode of Tunes and Tumblers. Mm-hmm. This is our mm-hmm. third episode, and it feels like it's all been leading up to this. <laughs> it you know, truly does. This is our Avengers Endgame. We're all bringing it full circle, mm-hmm. and we're talking about. A, a song that has touched the hearts and minds of millions and no we are not talking about gangnam style but to get there we have to go into oh, the bar man. yeah <laughs> past our bouncer yeah i don't uh, want to talk about this out of here does he have a name does our bouncer have a name gerald gerald well thank you gerald uh for letting us in um, gerald highwater <laughs> gerald Ooh, that is a good name all right let's head up to the jukebox ryan tell us tell us about this fantastic mystery song that we are going to listen to today well the song is i had to scroll through about two pages to get here because there's so many artists with lil on the front but it's lil nas x old town road that's the song it's the smash hit viral sensation that climbed three charts at the same time a sample of a nine inch nails song which blew my mind when i found that out and largely a trap song, but it became somewhat infamous because it was removed from the country chart uh, by the folks at Billboard. That's what we're listening to. Oh man, Whole I episode cannot for wait. One song. Yeah, I think that uh, I mean a little background for our listeners. We've had an ongoing conversation about this song, yeah. and we've even uh, I think it's come up in each episode. Yeah, if if. <laughs> If you are paying close attention, there's an Easter egg in each episode where we mention Old Town Road. That's only for the day ones. Yeah, for day ones. Uh, yeah, so we decided that the time is now. At the time of recording, it jumped to number one on the Billboard Hot 100, making it the most popular song in the country, which is kind of amazing and also a little baffling. And we've had an ongoing conversation about this, and we thought, why not bring the Tunes and Tumblers family into it? You can listen and help us decide what this all means. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> because not since uh, the Harlem Shake have I listened to oh a song. <laughs> <laughs> have I listened to a song and and gone, why? The way that I have with this song. <laughs> and, and don't get me wrong. After about 50 listens, Old Town Road becomes a freaking jam. Yeah. You 50 a... listens? <laughs> Don't at me. <laughs> Especially not, like not a great endorsement. <laughs> I had to listen. Well, you got to listen to it 50 times. You got to take a weekend and then you might dig it. Don't talk to anybody, though. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone seems to have an opinion about this song. Yeah. And we're going to tell you ours. But first, we need something to pair with it. Pedro. So this song, it's, it's melding of of two things and it creates something that's very intriguing, slightly confusing, but it, it all blends together really well. And in the end it's, it's enjoyable to be honest, maybe, maybe a tad novel and maybe something you don't want to enjoy all the time, but Hey, it's still, it's still pretty damn good. Um, so the drink that I chose for this is called a black velvet. And I think it embodies perfectly this, uh, this song, old town road, especially when you throw in the Billy Ray Cyrus, uh, remix part to it. Um, we're gonna get into that. We're gonna get into that for sure. So what I've done is, uh, what you do is you take you take a stout beer, a really dark stout beer, uh, Guinness, whatever you like, really, um, 
and you're gonna mix it with sparkling wine specifically almond sparkling wine what makes it almond i heard you mentioning this earlier and i was just like almonds yeah like it's it tastes like almonds it's like oh like, yeah it's like really good um wilson creek makes a pretty good almond sparkling wine um um i mean you can use whatever champagne or sparkling wine you like but the almond is really gonna really gonna set this shit off and then you can quote unquote remix it with a little bit of a parasite or something just a little fruity to sort of make that almond flavor pop. And it's all going to blend together really nicely. Not necessarily a drink you want to drink all the time and for the rest of your life, but still really enjoyable and just something you got to try. So I think this drink sort of goes really well with this song and what it does. Well, with that, I think it's time to get underway. Cheers, gentlemen. Cheers, guys. Cheers. And I got to be honest, it sounds delicious, but full disclosure for our listeners, at time of recording, I am still sober. Got one more week until I am back off the wagon. I'm going to tumble. I'm going to do a somersault off this wagon, stick my landing. Down to the Old Town Road. Down to the Old Town Road. Got the horses in the back. Horse tack is attached. He's going to drink and cry till he can't no more. Yeah. Right? So Well, I will say this. I'm sorry, I, Anna it in there but i do have to also point out that this was a favorite drink of andy warhol if you've ever read any of his uh his journals there's like a book it's like a humongous bible of a book published of just like transcriptions of his like notes of like him like cabs he took where it'll just be like took a cab to the store five dollars and it's like a whole <laughs> book of that of like his like personal writings and one of them he talks about having a black velvet. Dude, how perfect and is that? And I tried to make it and failed. Well, he, you know, he, this one's good. Um, he, he makes sense because he's also like an expert media guy. Mm -hmm. I mean, great at, you know, yeah. figuring out the media, creating art and um, kind of spinning the narrative. And I feel like that's what Lil Nas X is, is great at. And we'll get to that. Yeah, soon, remember you I'm told sure. me about that. And I was yeah. like, dude, that is so fitting. This is the perfect drink as soon as i saw it i was like that's it right there i think this is a perfect place to jump in to the conversation uh piggybacking off of what you just said here Lil nas x was not always a rapper he started mm -hmm. off kind of recycling memes to get famous on twitter there, there's like a word for that do we know it off the top of our head mm -hmm. i don't know here, I'm going to curator. Yeah, he was a curator. He's an influencer. I don't know. A retweeter. He is. He was a retweeter, and he got famous retweeting a bunch of viral things. It's like mm -hmm. a Nicki Minaj account. Yeah, right? right. Specifically. Yeah, specifically that, and that was all before he even turned to recording his own music about a year ago. Mm -hmm. um, so he's someone who grew up in the internet age. He's already really savvy to what people like, what people are tuning into. Right. He is truly the Andy Warhol of our age. <laughs> oh my god remember that text i sent you about Wait, hyperbole yeah let's back let's back up though. let's back up i think that's a whole nother part of this conversation that we will get to yeah okay so we're gonna we're gonna back off just a little bit because i don't want to make too many of you angry anthony stood up when he said that <laughs> i really need a drink guys it's getting bad but that kind of goes with the whole thing this I don't know what you'd call it, phenomena, I guess. They get hyped up to a point like that where it's, for that moment, it is so huge and it is so um, thrilling for everybody who's into it. And they become something like, like there's plenty of people who would who would say the same thing you just said, mm -hmm. I, I think, oh, honestly. Absolutely. And I think that there is uh, a branching road 
um, with t phenomena like these. And I'm going to use two examples. Number one is the Harlem Shake, which I brought up already. Right. When that was big around 2013, um, everyone was doing it. Mm -hmm. I worked at uh, a tech reseller in <laughs> Santa Barbara. And when the Harlem Shake was big, okay, just for perspective, my job was um, I was a videographer and editor and I would make training videos for their sales staff so they would learn how to talk about the equipment that they were going to try to sell to uh, companies. Mm -hmm. And um, I had my boss come to me. He's like, we're going to get the office together. We're going to do a Harlem Shake oh and I want you to film it. <laughs> <laughs> so that was, and, and in one week I filmed two of them. I filmed that one and then I filmed the UCSB Harlem oh Shake where we filled Stork Plaza. Jeez. That was, I remember that. That was my baby. I remember seeing that. Uh, but yeah, that had a very short half-life. Yeah. That was, you know... Your baby died. Yeah. It was It was only viable about two weeks and then it was gone. Um, so there's... We tend to cycle like, through these things super fast. We do. And they're huge, like when they're happening. And then... And these things have a very short half-life. Um, they're, they're around and then they're gone in about a span of two weeks. Yeah. Um, and then they kind of just exist as a footnote uh, where you can be like, oh, you remember when this was popular? Remember when that was popular? I mean, for instance, remember when everyone changed their profile picture to uh, their favorite cartoon to bring awareness to, um, what was it, to uh, uh, child abuse? That oh, was like, that was yeah. a, yeah, but see how, how you just was? went, oh, yeah, because that was like a big thing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And remember it just that. kind of disappeared. Yeah. Uh, you know what's funny is I, don't think I remember the cartoon profile picture thing. I don't remember it having a cause. I remember I that did was it not knowing you were. Yeah, I was like, I was like, oh, that's kind of fun. That's <laughs> I, where but I heard nothing about like the cause behind it. Well, hmm. I did hear about the cause yeah, behind it, which and is that's good. the first time I heard the term slacktivism, where people oh. will be like, okay. I am going to contribute to this cause, but I'm going to do the bare minimum. Right. Like I'm going to post my my own ice bucket challenge and that's the extent of what i'm going to do it's the equivalent of like thoughts and prayers thoughts and prayers it's thoughts and prayers in meme form yeah so we have on one side of the road that type of phenomenon the one that is just over and gone in a flash and then on the other side we have what i would call cultural landmarks mm -hmm. so for instance last year the big one around this time was uh, Childish Gambino's This Is America, right. which right. exploded like a meme. Mm -hmm. You know, hundreds of millions of, of views, um, tons of media coverage, everyone's remixing, doing their own thing. But that kind of was a, a, a zeitgeist moment. Mm -hmm. That was something that spoke a lot about the culture we were in and something that endured and something that has continued to be talked about. I mean, it won record of the year at the Grammys and I have no problem with that whatsoever. Right. Like that captured a moment in time, a moment of, of resistance, a moment of um, looking at society in a mirror and saying like, this is what, um, this is in a nutshell, like the black experience right now. And I think it's amazing. So, we have these two, these two different ways that a phenomenon can go. And I think what I want to talk about first is where do you think uh, Old Town Road falls in this spectrum? It's hard to distinguish between like a meme and like an artist, like, like a piece of art right now, I think. Um, because the internet is so ingrained in everything that's being done and the internet is being used in so many different ways. It, the song itself, I honestly don't know if I can say it 
it is a piece of art. I think it's more of a meme than anything, but the discussion it has started is something bigger than the song itself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, which, which in it, which I guess in its own way is it's, I mean, it, it, it is art, I guess that's, it's a weird, like, it's a very fine line, but cause that's what art's supposed to do. That's what artists are supposed to do. You're supposed to sort of shake things up, get people talking, get you thinking at least a little bit. And if he sort of stumbled into that, maybe, maybe that's what happened. Maybe, you know, he didn't intend for, for it to be, as big of a topic as it is. Um, but there's there's someone who said, like, uh, something about artists, like, you know, we're lucky if we stumble into truth or just sort of doing what we do. And so it's, it's kind of, it's it's a it's a weird, it's a weird thing to try and define right now because it it's it's happening and it's right. we're not past it yet. Yeah, I think it's hard to tell in the moment whether something um, is going to endure or not. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think about trends that have come along in the past year that have kind of faded. Like, what about thank you? Uh, what about thank you next? How do we feel about thank you next? Is that is that a cultural moment or did that just kind of fizzle out? I don't know. I think it it's hard for me to speak to that because I don't know if it was speaking to me so much, and I don't know if I identified it with a lot of with how other people did. But um, yeah, I don't know. That's a that's an interesting one. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Next feels more like about one person than it does about like you know a whole genre of music. <laughs> it does, but also thank you. Next got retweeted, re uh, yeah. next memed. Like everyone was saying thank you next to everything. Yeah, that's fair. It seemed to be around a little longer. Like for instance, um, thank you next seems to be more of a a cultural landmark than Seven Rings was. Like what even the heck was Seven Rings? It's funny to say was. I feel like it's still yeah. <laughs> like isn't it still well, getting yeah played? Yeah, it's is it already a thing of the past? That's so weird. Things thing, are happening like... so fast now. Well, but but the thing with like Old Town Road is. Yes, thank you, next, you know, people say it now and they use it, you know, out of the context of the song to sort of make their tweets sound really funny. Um, so what I think, this is, this is probably going to inspire a lot of interest, probably fashion, I think, right? Like for the it, summer, we're going to see, I feel like a lot of that, because a few years ago, there was this documentary called the Compton Cowboys. Did you guys hear about this or see anything about that? Tell me more. I haven't. <laughs> it was uh, it was about this this group of guys in South LA who were totally entrenched in like horse culture. Like mm -hmm. they had a ranch down there and it kind of came to prominence because the ranch burned down somewhat mysteriously. And there was a documentary about this whole culture of these guys mm -hmm. who were just all black in Compton who had a ranch down there and were totally ingrained in that culture. Mm -hmm. And so that was a really interesting thing, but it kind of failed to translate to any kind of larger... Um, a trend of any kind or moving towards a larger thing like this song is like I feel like in the next few months this is going to inspire mm -hmm. a whole like a wave of stuff mm -hmm. I have a feeling if anyone's smart they're going to right. get on this wave you know and um, so yeah I'm excited to see where it goes it seems like it's broken down a lot of uh, barriers and it's going to cause a lot of cross-pollination that i think is going to be great mm -hmm. um so yeah i mean we've sort of been seeing yeah. a lot of that especially like just in what we've been talking about 
like the blurring of genres. And it's and all these people who have tried to like say like that guy who wrote like an open letter saying this song must be removed from the country charts. What was that? Who was that guy? Yeah. The guy who wrote that like there op-ed. were a lot of there were a lot of like, people who people were saying were mad. That strange hill to die on. Yeah. Like you're gonna demand that it gets removed from the charts. Yeah. It almost proves that the charts are so you like almost don't even matter, right? Right. Like, yeah. You, they can't keep up with how music. Mm-hmm. is now which is that there's no the lines are completely yeah. blurry you can do whatever you there's want there's no right or really, wrong way <laughs> yeah genre is this is just there to kind of point you in a general direction mm-hmm. right like what am i what am i what do i have an idea that i'm going to listen to right. um oddly enough the first time i'd ever heard about this song was through a, a video op-ed where this guy was saying like this needs to be removed from the country charts and that was my first exposure. Were you on Breitbart? I was not. <laughs> <laughs> Although Breitbart is a major news source for me. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I watch YouTube before bed because it's it's simple and I don't have to think about it. Um, and here we are. And here we are <laughs> being simple and not having to think about it. Um, so this song first came to prominence before the start of the year on the TikTok app. Mm-hmm, it was right. the um, the Yeehaw Challenge. Mm-hmm. Am I saying that right? The ye- <laughs> what are the What do the kids call it? <laughs> so the Yeehaw Challenge is where they listen to the first few bars of the song, jump up, and then they jump down and just be in full uh, cowboy gear, mm-hmm. denim and and uh, uh, flannel with a cowboy hat, just dancing around, kind of a harlem shake bringing it back there (laughs) and i it just kind of blossomed from this idea that it's a meme yeah and it kind of makes sense because lil nas x grew up in meme culture and making memes Mm -hmm. to him this is kind of a meme he what was it he paid 30 dollars for this sample (laughs) something stupid like that really 30 dollars yeah not for, for the nine inch nails sample is that a nine inch nails sample because i was reading on uh I think it was NPR was talking about like where he'd gotten the sample from. And they're like, yeah, he paid a, uh, a Norwegian producer $30 for the, for the beat. Oh, well, so the beat is one thing, but the, oh, the guitar, like the, boom, boom, the strumming, boom, the strumming yeah. is a nine inch nail song, which nine inch nail song. It's called like, it's a number. It's like three in something. Interesting. But I checked it out on who sampled and, and I listened to it and it's, and that's what makes it even cooler. It's sampling a nine inch nail song. There's no real, yeah, <laughs> like instruments, which is probably why country people hate it even more. It's like not only is the banjo and the guitar not even real, no. you know, or whatever, but yeah, that's and it's what's not so even a country song that he's sampling. Yeah, right? and he's that's not on right. a country label. And but all he the tapped in, He tapped into a vibe with this song, like oh yeah, so hard. And the Ringer has this really good piece talking about ye culture, which <laughs> is yeah, you read that piece, that's why you're laughing. Unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> The guy's like, I don't know how, you know, there's a John Wayne thing. Now, I've, I've never even heard John Wayne speak before. Oh, God. <laughs> like, yeah, there's no way to hear. Welcome to, he welcome to 2019. Yeah. There was, there was a, lot of, a lot of editorializing in that piece. But I think the broad strokes are what interested me, where they're talking about yeah. how um, it's all aesthetics. Yeah. Like, the, yeah, this song true. is all aesthetics. I mean, Lil Nas X didn't grow up on a farm. He's not riding on a tractor. Right. Um, it's the aura and we mm-hmm. we live in aura culture mm-hmm. where taking a picture and uploading it to Instagram kind of matters more than the actual experience of it. Perception is reality. Oh, Perception Who does that is matter William more Blake? to though. How does that <laughs> to 
to the people who like really lo- who, who made this song number one. Honestly. I guess <laughs> I think, it's true. But, but like, yeah. like, like that's people are sort of more into I think right now the personality rather than the artist. You know what I mean? They're into they're, oh yeah they're into the pictures and stuff that they can it's see. All, it's all it's all that. It's all kayfabe. Yes, exactly. Um, For those of you who don't know, kayfabe is a wrestling term that refers to uh, the illusion of wrestling. I mean, everyone knows that wrestling isn't real, but yeah. the na- you treat the narrative <gasps> as if it's real. This has been <laughs> your Anthony Mansplain moment of the episode. I didn't know that term, actually. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, there but, you go. But that's explaining exa- is important. But that's exactly what people are buying into. Um, but but they've but they, you know they've always done that, and yeah, it's. I mean, oh, yeah. look at artists like 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 Cardi B. She strikes me as more of a personality than a musical artist, and that's fine. She's built on that, and she's done it really well. Um, Rick I think Ross too. Yeah, exactly. He talks about being the Mi- Miami kingpin drug lord, but really his background is in law enforcement. Yeah, he, was like <laughs> a, he was like a DA or something. Yeah, or yeah. like a Former corrections officer. Correction officer. That right. was a DA. <laughs> he was a DA. For some reason, people forget that you can just Google these things. <laughs> but the no thing one is, wants they don't to. Care. Yeah, yeah, no exactly. one would want Nobody it. wants to. The the image is what is important, mm-hmm. and I don't really have a problem with that. I mean, music yeah. has always been about image even right. country music you talk about the people who are at the top in country music your blake shelton's your luke mm-hmm. bryan's your sam hunt's like those guys aren't out there like on the ranch you know working the land right. you know, working class heroes they're all are they're all millionaires and their compounds <laughs> and they are pandering to the people who eat up this stuff but it speaks to their experience. Mm-hmm. You go out into the middle of the country, everyone's listening to this music because it speaks to them. Yeah. It doesn't matter that the people speaking to them aren't also sharing this lifestyle. Yeah, exactly. Right. I think, well, I think the song is also kind of a commentary on that where the whole song itself is about the image mm-hmm. and in a roundabout way, it's kind of making fun of that whole idea of none of it actually matters. I can just tell you that I'm wearing all these things and this is what I look like and you're going to like that. Oh yeah. No, can't nobody tell me nothing. <laughs> like, like that's, that's that's literally what it is. It's just it's just this is this is the image. This is what you're gonna get, and this is what you're gonna buy into. I'm interested to see what other songs he puts out. I think what so many uh, what so many people in the country world had a problem with was that he was he was almost doing what they do, but kind of trying less by doing it. Like he's yeah. just like name dropping all the topics. Like cheating is one of the biggest topics in country music, mm-hmm. right? Like from the dawn of country, it's all mm-hmm. about being sorry about cheating. And but he's just doesn't care. He's yeah. bragging that he cheated. He's got the horse, the cowboy hat, all the usual crap. But he's not even he's not diving any deeper <laughs> that. And Rodeo is also sort of brilliant because it's you know it's I Beverly mean, Hills. It's, well, yeah. also Rodeo. Rodeo. Yeah, exactly. It's it's, it's so Ooh. funny, and it's like. Yeah. And and I wonder if like people are like, oh, you think it's that easy, huh? Uh, you think you can just name this stuff? It's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's yeah. literally all yes. you have to do. Yeah. This is, exactly. This is just the Bo Burnham pandering song. <laughs> well, but the... <laughs> yeah, but repackaged and not a comedy track. Yeah, yeah. They're... He's hitting all these beats, right? And he's like, and he's like, well, that's you're all full of shit too, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like there, there is this. Oh, what is that song? Hold on, I need to pull up the title because it's so good. There is this country song that came out a little while ago, that was um, uh, "Out Parked by the Lake," Dean Summerwind. 
Do you guys know no, about this? this? So this guy who'd been in the country world for a long time, uh, listeners, you should uh, add this to your queue if you can. Basically, this guy who had been in the country world for a long time released this song where he's like, I'm out, you know, I'm out by a lake in Santa Fe. I drove my car onto the lake. That's in Santa Fe. Santa Fe is where the lake is. Like he, and the whole song is him. And I'm. this is what I'm doing. I'm going to the lake in Santa Fe. Did I mention Santa Fe is where the lake is? And that's the whole song. And it sound, if you're not listening, like it sounds amazing. Yeah. Like it sounds so good. It sounds like a country anthem. But he's just repeating the same thing. And so the guy sent it along to his friends. And then it like got so viral that he like had to release it. So he's like, okay, Dean Summerwind. <laughs> and so and that became like a huge hit for the guy and if something like that can become big where it's kind of poking fun out of it why can't something like this and it's probably because that guy was in the world he was like mm-hmm. a country guy you know he's a good old boy yeah in nashville i think i've become really jaded with a lot of mainstream pop music because they're just spouting all these cliches but leaning so hard into it that they don't see that there's nothing interesting about their music mm-hmm. there's nothing unique about their music and this guy I think in in kind of a converse way by gathering up all these cliche and repackaging it, but just doing it with a smile and a wink. It's like, I understand that this is how the music industry works. And he did yeah. it on his own. He mm-hmm. didn't have a team of songwriters saying like, yeah. you got to do what everyone else is doing and that's how you're going to get big. Right. He's yeah. He was like, like paying for his Twitter ads. Like he tweeted like, yeah. oh, it was like <laughs> only yesterday I had $10 in my checking account paying using it to pay for twitter ads for this song <laughs> and he i think what's great about it is like he's also not like he doesn't he like respects his it almost it's like pop seems to constantly kind of like disrespect its audience mm-hmm. like the mantra of with pop people is that just the masses are just dumb like it like people who just need to be spoon-fed stuff but he's just like <laughs> no like i i think you all can get like i'm not gonna try and act like this is some real right thing you know and that's why it's great. I think that's why I like it because it's, it's not brilliant in how to, simple it is. Yeah, it's the simplicity of it is great, and it's uh, and it just like if you gave that to me without the whole controversy, be a banger too. I think, I think that's absolutely. Safe to say. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we're coming up on the end of the discussion right here, and there's so much that I wanted to I talk was about. Say, I feel like we could do another half an hour. Yeah, we still haven't <laughs> talked about like the racial barriers to like getting in the country chart, which is a whole thing. Oh, we'll yeah, we'll, we'll yeah. put some links in the description. Yeah. Uh, I also wanted I had to a talk note here about, about Darius Rucker. Oh yeah, Darius. <laughs> we could talk really about Jimmy <laughs> Allen. We could talk about all or Cowboy Troy, the the genesis of hip hop. Like I got his album in 2005. I've never heard <laughs> hip hop. That is amazing. Where'd you buy the CD? Um, I stole it. F- I- <laughs> <laughs> You're on record. <laughs> no, I, I, uh, I got it from a friend who was on the swim team and then he like asked for it back a bunch, but I told him I didn't have it. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> so Cowboy Troy, I kind of want to just. took it to heart, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. I want to give like the 30 second rundown of who this character is. So back in 2004, when a band called Big and Rich came out, mm-hmm. they did Save a Horse, Ride a Cowboy. Mm-hmm. They were all about yeah. remixing the idea of what country music was. They leaned into hard rock. Like they did hard rock and then they brought in like a little bit of rap. And people were appalled. But uh, a couple of their main um, uh, their main collaborators were Gretchen Wilson and uh, a black cowboy named Cowboy Troy. And he had a guest appearance on the opening track of Big and Rich's first album, where he has a whole verse that he raps about like 
This is hip hop. Uh, <laughs> I don't care if you don't like it. I'm rolling with the brothers, big and rich. Brilliant. Um, and then he came out with his uh, own album, which you should get called uh, Locomotive. Don't and steal it. <laughs> don't steal it. <laughs> Stream it. Um, it's not trap. So don't expect, <laughs> don't expect more Lil Nas X. This is like, this is very clean country rap, heavy on the country. <laughs> but give it a give it a, a look. I was surprised in that ringer piece that he didn't bring up Cowboy Troy at all. They're like, oh yeah, this started with um, Young Thug was doing this. I'm like, no, oh, oh, it's been around I for a that. long yeah, time. Maybe we bro. won't link to the ring. That's when article. I stopped reading. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, like, there's so much good stuff. The one thing that um, you shouldn't look up. Maybe you should, but one thing you shouldn't look up is the um, LL Cool J collaboration with um, I already stopped oh listening. with Brad Paisley. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, accidental oh, racist, accidental oh, racist folks. that ended up being accidentally super racist. <laughs> Can we just say you got to look up accidental racist? What's the, the? There's a great line where he says, "I'll forget um, uh, about my." Ch- or what is it? It's oh, something like chains, uh, something with chains. Like, oh yeah, if you forget, I won't if you forget diss, about my chains. I'll forget about. Yeah, it's like I won't diss the gold chains, and I'll forget about the iron chains, or something like <laughs> oh, that. Yeah, it was something really, really. Oh, it awful. was, it was cringeworthy, oh, guys. Oh, man, and oh, got LL. They both were in the studio and signed off on that. <laughs> oh, <boy>. <laughs> Released <laughs> it, went through so much QR, oh. and like nothing happened. I gotta say though, as a as a last note to this, God bless Billy Ray Cyrus for Dude. getting back in it. Like he tried to do the remix to Achy Breaky Heart in like 2013. <laughs> he's been trying for so long. <laughs> face, fa- you know, face plant, and uh, and now he's in. Yeah, he's in. I'm well, ready for Achy Breaky Heart 2.0. Well, it feels like it feels like the whole country thing, especially fashion and music and everything. It's been trying to get back in for a long time. Like every now and again, there's spurts of like country trends. Like Madonna did it, Lady Gaga did it for a little bit there for a while. There was a trend of boots and distressed Stetson hats. Like, it's just been trying to get back for a long time. The thing is, it's we're I looking at like the latest attempt. I think it's so back in so much of the country. Like yeah. it's so huge and not here, like in LA yeah. or like New York. Like it's already huge there. Yeah, they're all just trying to push it to us, to yeah. people like us, to like the coastal yeah. folks, so. the coastal elite. They're trying to drive up the price of everything. The, uh, the sanctuary. I listen at. <laughs> The I listen to everything but country people. Yeah. Let's get those people. <laughs> All right, we got very little time before last call, but I think we have just enough to play hashtag mood. Dope. For those of you who are just jumping in, hashtag mood is a game we play at the end of the podcast where we reach into a bowl full of moods and we try to make a playlist of four songs out of one of them. Mm-hmm. And we each get one. All right, who's up first, gentlemen? You are. Ah, here we go. <laughs> All right. Let's see what mood I get today. This one says, The person you've been dating for the last month just canceled date plans with you at the last minute for the second time. Two of your closest friends say, Fuck that. And the three of you are heading out for an epic singles night. Um, Well, immediately... Did you pull your own? No, I didn't. I did not. Uh, That one was probably Pedro. That was definitely not me. (laughs) So, I like to really paint a picture. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that this has done all the work for me. Um, so obviously the first song is going to be You Look Give Love a Bad Name by Bon Jovi. Love it. The second one I'm going to have to choose is Maneater by Hall & Oates <laughs> because that's what we are. We're going out in the town to be man-eaters. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
And then I'm going to pull out Woman by Kesha because that is the ultimate going out with my ladies and fuck all the guys. Uh, <laughs> men are terrible. Anthony. Men are terrible. <laughs> and then my final one is going to be um, a bit of a, a, a dark horse. It's going to be Short Skirt Long Jacket by Cake. I like that. Yep. Just like that. a fun, funky little playlist about <laughs> empowerment, about being with ourselves and knowing what we want. And what I want is a girl with a short skirt and a long jacket. <laughs> Your Lyft driver is going to feel so weird while you guys are just belting these songs in the backseat. <laughs> Shot through the heart <laughs> and you're too late. All right. All right. Who's, Who's next? All right. I'll go. Alrighty. Okay. Uh, good Lord. War and peace over here. We've <laughs> just been broken up with, and a marathon of all 236 Friends episodes is starting to look really good. <laughs> God. Anthony, is this what you do? Oh, God. Yes. <laughs> Lord, help me. Okay. So I think I would start out really hard with this one, just because if we're looking at if the 236 Friends episodes are looking good, we're going to have a TV party. So I'm going to go TV party by Black Flag to start it off. <laughs> and then you just going to send that out in an invite to everybody? Just like a gym jam video? <laughs> and then I'm going to go... <laughs> wow. Uh, then I'm going to go into Don't Leave Me, Blink-182. Keep it in the oh, punk yeah. world. I'm going to go into Ex-Girlfriend by the Supervillains, which is a fantastic song if you haven't heard it, folks. It's a little bit more on the reggae ska side. But I think you're going to like it. And then I'm going to end with a Rembrandt song, but not the theme. I'm going to end with the new 2019 single, How Far Would You Go by the Rembrandts. Wait, they're still making music? Alleg allegedly. Uh, we're going to go with that one. That friend syndication really paid off. <laughs> we finally have enough money for new gear. <laughs> we can move out of Charlie's basement. <laughs> And that's my playlist for this. Oh, it's a God. brilliant playlist. Theme. Excellent playlist. <laughs> well, sure last, check but, these out. <laughs> last but certainly not least, Pedro. Let's see. Let's try to grab one that's not mine. There we go. God damn it. All right. Taylor Swift just released a, a single that subtweets you in the lyrics. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> 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 that is not mine dude <laughs> fucking Ryan <laughs> alright my playlist let's see I'm gonna need a minute <laughs> it subtweets you <laughs> Jesus Christ dude oh, oh god. no oh my god what the <laughs> You've been sitting on these. No, I came up that came up that one at the table. Alright, so Taylor Swift has just subtweeted me. And all I can think about is how angry and alone I must feel. <laughs> um so I'm gonna start off with anger and we're gonna go with You Oughta Know by Alanis Morissette. <laughs> as pissed as I am. I'm probably still really into Taylor Swift. <laughs> so yeah. we're going to go with All By Myself by Green Day. Oh. <laughs> and then, then comes the confusion. 
and the, the the feeling of being very lost. So we're gonna you... do "Baby I Don't Know" oh oh by Wolf by Wolfpack. Uh, <laughs> that is a great song. I fucking like love that song. Of grief. Mm-hmm. It is the stages of grief. And then in the end, all you can really do is laugh about it and be passive aggressive. So we're gonna go with "In Your Voice" by Sugar by the Sugar Pine Seven. Huh. Yeah, these are great nice. playlists. <laughs> I want I want them. Oh, I'm I'm gonna post this one. That's great. I will I, I will that. I will make it just in case on the off chance that Taylor Swift subtweets me. <laughs> You're gonna, very real possibility at this point. <laughs> no one's going to be following your playlist after that, man. Uh-huh. Sorry to say. <laughs> Canceled. Team Katie will, but I don't know if I want them on my side, honestly. <laughs> it's, not, it's, not a fam- it's not an army you want behind you. No, it's not. <laughs> oh, well, I think that is last call, gentlemen. So uh, before we wrap this up, any last uh, thoughts about Lil Nas X? Yeah, I got to chug this real quick. oh he's coming gerald's coming (laughs) gerald's check gerald's check you gotta finish it up guys i was gonna call him fat kilo for some reason (laughs) i like gerald gerald or we could have our listeners write in and tell us what our bouncer's name is oh yeah we could even have he doesn't know what it is so far we've assumed it's gerald highwater it could be something else I like Gerald highwater a lot yeah it makes him sound like he is a character in a fantasy epic Maybe he's like the gunslinger from uh, from Stephen King. Maybe who knows? Mm. Maybe yeah. Makes me it makes me think like yeah he's working as a bouncer but he's got a PhD in something. He does. <laughs> he's out there reading a book <laughs> while people aren't coming in. Yeah. <laughs> we have driven everyone from this bar. <laughs> oh no. Anyway, All right. So um, meme is becoming art. I think memes equal art. Let us know what you think. <laughs> Find me on Twitter and let me know what you think. <laughs> at Wood Me. <laughs> at Wood Magazine. Thank you for tuning in to Tunes and Tumblers and At Wood Magazine podcast. Tunes and Tumblers was produced as always by Drew Franzblau. Be sure to follow At Wood Magazine on all of our socials. And until next time, cheers. Cheers. Yeah.